Hey everybody, welcome to the Empty Arena Podcast, episode, eh, I don't know, we, we stopped counting. We have to stop counting. We, we have to stop counting. I'm John, I'm here with Andrew, Nick, and Chris. And, uh, hey there. Hey. And we're there to talk about Raw, uh, we're going to do a little bit of Smackdown recap, uh, and I believe we're also going to uh, parlay into the up-and-coming women's tag title division, uh, talk about possible... Uh, you know what we think of who would make good tag teams in that uh, do a little lovely, lovely looking. division. Yep. So, uh, did you guys happen to watch Raw this week? Oh, I yeah. did, of course. What were your thoughts? Thoughts on Raw? Uh, My thoughts. Your thoughts? I was just about to say that. Um, thoughts? Oh God. Well, uh, a three-hour show is still a three-hour show, so that aspect of it's always going to be a drag. But um, I thought that. Um, they spice things up a little bit. I mean, we'll we'll talk about the specifics, but I, I I do like going into the rumble some of the things that are you know on on the horizon. Put it that way. So they spice things up, meaning like they add a little paprika to it, or yeah, a little adobo, use, you know, <laughs> a little little chili pepper, they use a little habanero. Habanero. It's pronounced habanero, Nicholas. Habanero. Well, I mean, I wish Danny was on this on today's episode, but again, they started in, in the backstage. We had a little backstage segment with Braun Strowman flipping over uh, Vince's limo. That we did, and we got treated to about fifty thousand different camera angles as he was doing it. Yep, because you, know, uh, you know, for obvious actually, reasons. Because you know, he actually lifted the limo. By yeah, totally. He, they didn't have a jack on the other side of the limo that he couldn't or see. Winch. You know, yeah. Winch, winch. <laughs> well, the way they showed it on TV, there was. Like dead center, and I, I figured like there, there's probably something on either side, but on yeah. Instagram and like social media, you could see that it was him, quote unquote. But they yeah. never showed you the other side. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. My my favorite camera angle, by the way, was um, like looking up at him from the ground. I don't know how they were able to put a camera there so quickly. <laughs> Speaking of camera angles, like I, I can't wait to talk about uh, Jimmy Uso and uh, Mandy Rose later. Yeah, I'm uh, sure later you can't wait to talk about that. <laughs> oh wait, hold, hold on. Uh, am I missing something? What happened with uh... something that sounds creepy in that, Andrew? What, what happened with Jimmy Uso and uh, Mandy Rose? Explain. Oof. We'll get. We'll get to that. We'll get I mean, that. It, it, this is an explicit podcast. I'm gonna repeat this every week. We're gonna build up to it. We're gonna build up to it. <laughs> yeah. So we don't wanna um, blow it now. So I, I think big news. Mm-hmm. Uh, Braun Strowman was uh, basically stripped of his uh, title. Title opportunity. So which was in in such a such weak fashion though. Having McMahon just be it like, you know was. what, you did this. Now you don't get your 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 uh, championship title. <laughs> Sound like an old so neighbor. You, so you mean to tell me <laughs> this that, is your ball? That my ball now. Under Undertaker, the same man that kidnapped Vince McMahon's daughter and nailed her to a cross, and yep. and and strung up, you know, hung the big boss man, strung up Stone Cold. He gets a he gets a nice fancy streak. He gets a bunch of title shots. But when someone flips over his, Vince's limo, forget it. He gets his title opportunity taken away. It's ridiculous. Well, I have a question for you guys. Huh? What is it with McMahon and destroying his cars? He has, <laughs> he he has money. So many limos. Right? So many limos. Uh, the, 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 the Corvette that time, the Ferrari, whatever he had, the cement. I guess uh, changing things up uh, equates to also in some way going back on some old plot devices, does, does destroying have, his cars. Does, does he have a very good insurance policy with like whatever car company he's leasing from at the time? Like, does he have a good <laughs> policy with Avis or like or budget? 
it's a it's 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 a it's a business expense i'm sure it's, does, does, uh, does he use the emerald isle at national car rental <laughs> hey so do i do oh my god so do I it's fantastic by the way they're not a sponsor we're just plugging machinelessly that's great well i i have to uh i think what they're i, th- I think the reason why he's not competing on uh at the royal rumble is because his elbow is still yeah he injured. is not cleared not medically cleared for physical contact. Not medically cleared. And, I mean, in turn, we ultimately get a fresh matchup. Sometimes it happens that way. Sometimes it's not perfect. Yeah. Sometimes the path to get there is not perfect. But now we have Lesnar and Balor at the Royal Rumble, and we can get into mm-hmm. how Balor got to that, got to that uh, position. But, Chris, isn't it kind of crazy that a car was involved, Strowman... Uh, <laughs> Lesnar and Balor are now fighting at the Royal Rumble, which was was that yeah, was, I, was that I your told event? you I told you that was my event. Yes, I I three minute booked a match between Finn Balor and Brock Lesnar based on uh, Brock Lesnar calling Finn Balor a pipsqueak and then hit and then Finn Balor hitting Brock with his car. So I'm almost there. I was about eighty yeah. percent right on the money. Guys, um, for the people that are listening to this uh, program. Uh, fun fact about Chris, he was an uncredited writer for The Simpsons back in the 90s, so he was able to predict all these amazing things, and this is just one example of it. <laughs> but Balor had, a, Balor had a huge night. My God, yeah. they, are, they are putting everything into him at this point. Yeah, and that's that's why they had him go over with uh, McIntyre back at the at the, the last pay-per-view. They're really pushing him out. I also mm-hmm. enjoyed how uh, John Cena came out and basically told McMahon that he was uh, he was a poster child for the ruthless, uh, the ruthless aggression era, and he right. actually used that terminology. I, I thought that was fantastic. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's looking more and more like Ernest every single week. <laughs> he sure is. And how I... about John Cena putting <laughs> putting the uh, the Irishman over two weeks in a row? Becky Lynch. And then Finn Balor. Hello, darling. That, that's my awful. Uh... Yeah, yeah. He, uh, Chris, I thought for a second you were getting mixed up with uh, Drew McIntyre's heritage of being Scottish. <laughs> no. We're gonna go down. <laughs> really... They're all on that little island together. They're all neighbors. That is that, that is true. Yeah, <laughs> Cena really did put Finn Balor over. I mean, he yep. was. The but one do you that think that him. it was a little too painfully obvious what they were trying to do? Like, I get like you know Cena. At the end of a match, you know, shaking a guy's hand, you know, giving the high five, raising the arm or whatever, the classic putting over, you know, gesture. But, like, why did he have to get on the microphone and, like, cut a promo? And mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought that was a little – that was the only part of it that I would thought was a little too painfully obvious. Like, yeah, we're trying yeah. to, you know, we're trying to push Balor onto you people now. You're going to have to, you know, you know, support him. I mean, just let it happen on its own. I mean, I don't think he – Balor really yeah, doesn't need that. to be quote unquote put over. He's also no. He's already well on his yeah, way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's well on his way. We I hope him. he's very well known in, in in wrestling circles. He was going to get over organically. Yeah, I hope if Cena is involved in this whole Finn Balor thing, that he comes out and interferes, but in full cosplay as Anti Nelda. What do you know who Anti Nelda is? No idea no what he's talking about. That is Ernest P. Worrell's disguise from oh all God. the Ernest movies. Yeah. Dear He's, God. And Nelda wears a neck brace with the, with the glasses and the... <laughs> the, the hat. Hell knows that. 
I just use our handy dandy Google. <laughs> someone who knows oh, the Cena's gonna go on. Cena's will be on Raw next week. Oh, you demon king. Google Andy Nelda. N E L D A. Tell me it's not John Cena in drag. Nilda? N E L D A. I'm gonna do Nancy, it right now. Nancy Elvis. Larry Duran. For those of you listening to this, hopefully you're doing the same thing as well. I hope you're still and listening. Nilda. <laughs> Nancy Nilda. Spell Nilda again. N I L D A. N E like Edward or Ernest. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, as you guys look that up at home, the hell out of <laughs> Andrew and I will continue to talk about the program. <laughs> folks, folks, it's worth the Google. <laughs> so now, Balor versus Lesnar. We have a fresh matchup. Um, now, what do we think? So, do we think he's going over, really, or... I as as happy as I am for Balor to to go up against Lesnar, I th- I don't think it's going to be a squash. I think that I hope not. No, I don't think it is because I feel like it wouldn't make sense for them to put all of this momentum behind Balor the last couple of weeks to just get pancaked by Lesnar, you know, all of a sudden at a big pay-per-view no less. I think that right. something might happen where Strowman comes out and interferes. Because you got to remember, there's no uh, uh, between now and then things could change. But there's no special stipulation in this match that would be like no disqualification or anything like that. Something stupid could happen where Braun comes out and you know beats up Lesnar or whatever. I mean, something it's it's going to be a, a a dirty finish where meaning like it's you know it'll be in the mud. Yeah, that's what I think is going to happen. It's it's such an interesting match where we would love to see. Finn use his speed and his, his agility and see if he can he can go a couple of rounds with with Brock Lesnar. Yeah, but I I, I really don't see. Like, I I agree with you, Nick. Where I think it's going to be a dirty finish. Um, I just don't see how you could squash Finn Balor here because that would really send a message or and send him back to the mid card uh, where he would probably stay. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. want him to be in the Universal Title picture in the top title picture then you really have to have him look strong in this match and they have the luxury of being able to build off of the storyline that naturally occurred on its own the fact that finn balor has never lost uh, the universal title he lost it because he had to relinquish it due to injury and he never got his rematch it's been almost a a storyline and that's something that has followed him for the last couple of years they've mentioned it often yeah. Just for when they're going to give him that push and to use that as an added detail. Yeah, so we'll see. Something tells me that he is not going over in that match. Do, do we think he's going to so come either. out as a demon? Because he's a substitute. Uh, I would love to see the demon come out. I, he, he's the, the demon is it underused. Him, it makes no sense for him not to use the yeah. demon. It would only work, I think, if they were really going to put him over, I think, because the demon, when they've used that part of his gimmick it's only been to do it in times where he's actually won his match i don't think he's ever lost with Ooh. that gimmick on the main roster as far as i understand now, now so you got you, you're gonna make yeah, him lose right. with that gimmick to lesnar it's gonna kill it to and, that to uh, that point nick i wonder if balor takes his name out of the rumble like most of the he was know, officially entered into the rumble i, I didn't know that he was yeah, yeah. yes 
What if he takes himself out of the Rumble since he's in a match, mm-hmm. but he comes back as in the demon. Rumble in the, as the Demon and wins the Rumble match? That could yeah, work. Yeah, that, that work. So he loses huh. his match against Lesnar. That maybe is like the second to last match, but he comes out number like 25 or 29 as the Demon. Or Braun Strowman d- beats the crap out of Baron Corbin backstage, and Baron Corbin can't be in the Rumble or something. And you know, there, there could be a lot of different things that they could do with it. You're right. Yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, so, so I think we, I, I think that would be pretty insane, though, seeing the Demon and Finn Balor come out. It's like it's yeah, it's like Yeah, and Double Now we have a new. Uh, Chris, I know you're excited about this. The almighty Bobby Lashley has won the Intercontinental Championship. Hey, they fixed it. Thank you. Thank you, AT&T. Thank you, FBI. Lashley. 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 Yes. Wow. It's coming through? Yeah. It's coming through. So, wow. What do you think? All right, Owen Wilson. (laughs) Wow. I I actually felt... What do you guys think uh, about, you know, with Lashley as a new ice champ? I think it makes a lot of sense. I I think it was a swerve. Don't yeah, expect that. Sure. Yeah, I, yeah, I was I was surprised too. Pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I was surprised that it happened on Raw. I mean, I, I guess you're still gonna go with the Seth and Dean um, feud, but it really doesn't need the IC belt, I guess. And yeah. it looks make and it makes Lashley gives Lashley a different dimension, being you know he's gonna be, um, you know, defending the title. He's a fighting so, champ. Yeah. Right. So so since he is the fighting champ, will he be fighting all the way to WrestleMania? As the IC title holder, I, I mean, it would happening. be great. I could see it happening, and it would be great to have Elias win it at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Something tells me you're either you're going to see a multi-man matchup between like like a, like a fatal four-way or something. Yeah, or... something tells me that's that's the way. So you think it's going to be like a rematch of that? It's going to be Lashley, Ambrose, Rollins, and maybe like I could see. Elias. Somehow, I could. I could see. I could see in no particular order. I could see uh, Lashley, Elias, Apollo Cruz even might find his way into mm-hmm. the X because they've been toying with. You know, they've been giving him airtime a lot lately, so he might find his way into the fold in this multi-man match that they would have for me. And maybe Dean. Yeah. Throw he, Dean into that he, he mix. Could be in there, yeah. Because I think that's they're going to have uh, Rollins being more in the main event picture at that point. That's what I'm thinking too. So they need a way for Dean and and Seth to end their feud. Yeah. They need to graduate <laughs> from mid card to the top card. Yeah. They can't they they, they can't fight for the IC belt. And they anymore. both respectably have been there at, at one point. It's just now they're taking a a step back and step forward. But you know, that's that's nothing unique to them. It's it's we've seen it happen with everybody on this roster in the last five, ten years. You know, somebody wins the world title and then the next thing you know it they're competing for the tag titles or a mid card title. So again, no uh no uh damage done, I guess. <laughs> and speaking of no damage the uh, Man of the Hour. The Man of the Hour, Bobby Lashley, no. Uh mm-hmm. Speaking of no damage, uh, I, I think there was a, maybe like one or two other big uh, happenings on Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, one being uh, the female uh, tag team match with uh, Banks and Rousey and Snuka and Jax. Uh, Banks uh, submit made nice. Uh, no, made uh, Tamina uh, submit this time. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. So they're, they're, yeah. You knew Tamina was gonna. Was gonna eat that pin or the, yeah. uh, the eat the tap. Yeah, and I, I'm very surprised that they're putting Sasha over on two powerful women. 
Yeah. Powerful women. Meaning like yeah, it's, uh, strong, independent. Yes. <laughs> I'm I'm happy I'm, I'm I'm happy that she's getting her opportunity. Yeah, it's to hype up the match. <laughs> I'm you know I'm glad she's getting her opportunity to to face Ronda again, similar to like Balor and and Lesnar. I don't see her going over. I think no. it's just the place. No, she's not gonna win. They just want to give, you know, and I, I think it's well deserved. Like they want to give that Sasha that moment in the spotlight, because yeah, and, this... and, and all the time that that Rousey has been around, she hasn't fought Sasha. So I guess that's this is they want they to give her a, that nod. I, I think they'll have a very good match. I think they'll have a very good match at Royal Rumble. Does it? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I love Sasha. I think she's awesome. Um, Me too. Does it ever like? Does she ever make you worried? in the ring like sometimes she does things not that she's a reckless worker but she i don't know maybe it's how how well she sells but it always looks like she's breaking her neck or breaking her back i Mm. always get worried yeah every time i see her in the ring yeah she's always throwing her body around yeah she is uh injury prone at least that's what the consensus has been from uh what you you know, read about online about, you know, allegedly, you know, some of the issues that they have with her and why they don't want to give her uh, um, the buck, if you will, to, you know, carry the belt long term. That's why all of her title reigns have been very short. I, I don't know. That's that's all speculation. But um, it is a concern with them. And, yeah, you know, you're right. Sometimes, uh, you know, watching her, like, it seems like she's selling really well, but it looks like she's taking some hard hits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and speaking of Women, let's talk about Nikki Cross joining that uh, that six women tag match with Bailey you know, and Natalia. Bailey yeah. and Natalia against the Riot Squad, and again the Riot Squad are just jobbing out to <laughs> everybody, yep. and they're it's it's upsetting. They're the new job squad. No. <laughs> they are same thing, and we can talk about this later. But like the Iconics on on SmackDown literally have yeah. one segment where they where they interrupt. Uh, top talent, and they get their asses kicked one mm-hmm. after another. Yep. L- yep. Liter- it's literally clockwork. It's a seg- it's an official segment on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. But Nikki Cross, uh, she's very interesting. She's like the George Zanel Steel of the women's division. Good analogy. <laughs> I like that. That's, that's pretty good. That's yeah. a really good analogy. Yeah. Pretty good analogy. Meanwhile, George Zanel Steele was a genius, supposedly. Yeah, so, he was an English professor. So I, yeah, he was a professor. Yeah, I so so I'm, I'm guessing so was Nikki Cross. Not not yeah. as far as like a professor. But Nikki's, uh, Nikki's a math. Uh, she's a math teacher. <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> but she, I'm sure she's very smart. And yeah, all these all these NXT call ups are getting their you know five minutes on. Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, EC3. I, I don't remember if he was on Raw or SmackDown, but they like had the camera on him for he, like a hot second. Yeah, he was on both shows. He was on Raw. He was part of that little lineup outside of Vince McMahon's door uh, of other talent uh, trying to plead their case for being the next number one contender. And then he was also on SmackDown. When we get to SmackDown, I guess we'll you know give that a little quick shout out too. All right. But which match was it where they showed you? Where there was a, a little, like, uh, in the upper left-hand oh, corner Oh, yes, of the it was street. the Revival against Lucha House Party. Yeah. yeah, you know why? Because we've seen Revival versus Lucha House Party 500 times in the last three weeks, and they know that nobody's probably going to pay attention I to it. I will be honest, I fast-forwarded through that match. <gasps> I, I, I'll i be even more honest. I think I fell asleep during that <laughs> match. 
Oh damn! Yeah. What, what, a, what a shame too, because you know this is they, they have potential. They all, they're all all five I, of those guys. I, you know, even I, the, I, I don't know if I, I don't know. If, I really don't know if I like Lucha House Party. I mean, as a oh, unit, God, you know, no. it's they're it's, freaking it's, you know, terrible. Yeah. Well, they're look, a bathroom Kalisto could hold his own. I mean, you know, he definitely you know has had good matches. You know, there there's just another example of just. There's only so much that can be done with with everybody, yeah. you know. Yeah, you it, have it, to have filler, but I mean, there, there was a couple of good spots if I remember correctly, yeah. but it's it got to a point where they like pushed it down our throats to to like, hey, you don't watch this. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. three I think it acrobats. Was, I think it was for know? the kids. I really think that was yeah, more like this is like it's supposed to lend itself to kids and yeah but I, the kids don't even like it like well, it's, being yeah. fun and having the, the chant yeah. lucha lucha it's i mean it's really yeah. annoying yeah. i mean one thing i don't understand i don't what i don't understand about that feud is lucha house party are positioned as the faces yet they always use heel tactics to win but they're not charming like the new day like right. i don't know who these three guys are except Kalisto. And he was he was making a name for himself, and they saddled him with two other guys. Yeah. So now well, two I, other no names. Who now I can't tell oh, who they are. Well, one of those uh, Grim uh, Grimatella Grim Metallica Grand Grand Theft Auto. There's Red Dead Redemption <laughs> too. Is that Grand Metallica? <laughs> and uh, isn't well, the other one Sin Cara? Uh, no, Sin Cara is hurt. Is it? Sin Cara is hurt. Speaking of Sin Cara, I think your wife is watching Botched as we. <laughs> Yikes! Uh, and actually, that that kind of segues into a little side topic. But the revival requested their release from. I don't know if it's that, from WWE, and again, these are alleged yeah. reports, initial yeah. reports. You yeah, know, it's, it's, it's it's alleged that they, they they supposedly asked for their release. But one thing that I saw was that the other possibility was that they may have been requesting to work in NXT a little bit more, or completely go back to nxt may not necessarily be may not necessarily be a complete release from the company but i can understand why anybody would do that you know i mean nxt is it's a different environment i'm sure they had a lot more fun down there than than being up here you know they just they just had bad luck you know between both of them getting hurt and now you know getting jobbed out week after week well depending on who you ask in the industry apparently um people saying that they asked for their release from wwe uh, probably to go to AEW, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Or they've also been asked to be released from the main roster and wrestle on NXT. Or, right. Uh, I, I don't know about 205 Live, but... Um, yeah, there yeah. was something that came up recently. I saw it was a little blurb about something that I think it was... Um, Scott Dawson, I think, was the one that did this. Um, anybody that's, that's one, out there could correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, and that's the one that owns the creek. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't want to wait. Yeah, he's tag belts to get colder. Yeah, week weeknights on the week weeknights on the WB eleven. <laughs> uh, and um, Gene Wilder's son, you know, who owns the uh, chocolate factory now. Um, but yeah, one of them registered. One of them officially registered a trademark uh, called FTR, which is I guess supposed to stand. Fuck, fuck the revival. F the revival will forever F- the yeah. revival. It was some kind of, um, I don't know what it had to do with, but it was something that was mentioned in a tweet exchange that they had with the Young Bucks, possibly alluding that they were going to link up in the future. I don't know if that is a hint that they were trying to drop. I, I mean, who knows? Who knows? It's a big rumor right now. 
But well, out, yeah. outside of that, I mean, were there there wasn't really a mention of the of the men's tag belts. Correct. Am, am they weren't I, even on. Nope. Am I going crazy? No. 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 I, but let's let's I go to awake. SmackDown. SmackDown. Yeah. Had a few well, there's spots, only but... one other segment though with uh, Alexa Bliss and Paul Heyman. Oh yeah, we, which, yeah. Which was awkward. Yeah. Oh, and the um, the guys from the, the mechanics. Oh, oh heavy machinery. <laughs> <laughs> the mechanics. <laughs> Their name, their name is Heavy Machinery, and I call them the Mechanics. Well, where the Caterpillar the mechanics. was. The Mechanics, which uh, they, those guys look like they probably frequent um, like Three Jolly Pigeons <laughs> in, in Bay Ridge. For no, those, they, look, yeah. they look relatively young. I think they would have to be another 30 years older for that. But yeah, I mean, they were a fun uh, comic relief duo in NXT from what I remember. And um, we'll see what happens with them. And before we go into SmackDown, we have a special guest with us on the phone, Danny Papandria. Yeah, 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 special guest. Just because you guys had to start while I was still at work, it's all it's all good. I forgive most of you. <laughs> forgive Nick. us. I don't I don't forgive you, Nick. Why should I expect no anything fault. else? <laughs> Speaking of what's forgiveness. Wait, well, <laughs> speaking of forgiveness, clearly uh, Daniel Bryan did not forgive AJ or vice versa because AJ and Daniel Bryan, uh, they were fighting each other in the by the concession stand uh, at whichever arena they were in. I don't know the arena. Yeah, somewhere in Florida. But basically, it was it was the opposite of what Bryan had done last week, where he was ripping on all of the all of those uh, actors and plants that were in the audience. <laughs> Uh, but instead, future jobbers it said AJ had a lot of hot dogs and he was like y'all want hot dogs y'all get hot dogs he was taking his shirts and his, his gloves you don't you want, want nuts I gotta tell you, you something though I gotta tell you something though two of two of WWE superstars are fantastic right now on Twitter everyone else Becky Lynch the man is yes, savage is savage AF on Twitter but if you actually follow Daniel Bryan on Twitter He's just as savage. He's like low key, like savage. But he's like, he, he's like How basically. So what? What is he posted? So basically, savage? he's like, uh, like posting shit about like veganism and like how how his fans are like all fat slobs that that <laughs> you know eat fourteen hot dogs before they go into the arena. It, it, it's pretty funny, but like, <laughs> like he'll post shit on Facebook and uh, you know, the gram and all social media forums, <laughs> and he'll basically bash people eating meat. Uh, He'll, he'll, he'll bash, like, uh, uh, I, I, I don't even know who else he could bash. <laughs> but basically, basically everybody. Yeah, pretty much. Now, that, that, that grinds my gears, you know? <laughs> and let and me it, tell you it, why. Let me, t- let me tell you why that grinds my gears. You're like, let me tell you something, Mean Gene. Danny should start a rivalry with uh, Daniel Bryan. Let me, tell, let me tell you something. Yeah, right? You're allowed to do whatever you want when it comes to diet. I respect it, Okay. Coming from the keto guido myself, but <laughs> keto guido, like, keto you know, you can't you can't be bashing people, but at the same time, that's fantastic because it show it shows that you know there's a lot of stuff that they're using. What I like is that they're utilizing, they're utilizing Twitter, they're utilizing Facebook, they're utilizing all that stuff for the the superstars. And, you know, I mean, let's be honest. It's really cool that they're getting him 
and you know backstage and he's doing great segments it's, i love it i love the backstage segments that they're doing now. yes it's, we know <laughs> one one part one part of the one part of the uh the scuffle that maybe slightly cringe is um when aj slammed daniel bryan through the table and after he slammed him through the table that whole giant mustard dispenser just like spilled all over the place and like half of it went all over daniel bryan's like shirt and his pants and i'm looking at them like uh, laundry's not gonna get that out <laughs> yeah, he wasted so many hot dogs yeah all those condiments i mean god it just like I, it spilled everywhere i think chris's father was was in shock <laughs> <laughs> he was very upset uh, I have Folks, story if you hear that, yeah, don't, don't, don't even bother asking Chris. If you do want to ask Chris, <laughs> tweet him. <laughs> uh, but but well, well, Nick, you, you mentioned this before. The way uh, the show opened was interesting. Oh, because... it was so cool. I, I legitimately enjoyed that opening segment for many reasons. Among them was the fact that it reminded me of a time when you had your main superstar of the show your your flag carrier in this case right now for smackdown it, it has been becky lynch she comes in drives in gets out of the car kayla braxton comes up tries to interview her walks away tries to throw the car keys at her she drops them nice yeah you know, she, she nice. nice catch i thought it was really cool and she comes <laughs> over to the new day and heavy machinery they're doing that disgusting protein blend thing and she actually takes a slip of it and then they follow the camera follows her to the uh entrance way and all the way to the ring it reminded me of like when like the rock or when stone cold steve Austin came to the arena see now if it, if it reminded you of an attitude yeah. era camera technique was she carrying a duffel bag because <laughs> every any time a, a superstar from the late '90s came to an arena, the, 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 yeah, it, it faded from black. Yeah. You see a limo pull up, the door the door doesn't open. You see somebody's foot come out of the door, yeah, and then all of a sudden you see the rock come out, raise his eyebrow, yeah. You get the crowd going like over <laughs> the distance, going wild, and you see walk away. No, no, but there's Adidas snaps, <laughs> and yeah. and like a, a like a Nike duffel bag as he's walking into the arena. She did not have a bag. She did not have a bag with her. That it was only it was only the bad guy that would uh, that would come in through the limo. The good guy always had some other sort of, uh, of yeah. pickup truck uh, like to be in touch with the blue collar person. Some truck. They usually had like a, a beer truck. A, they usually had some type of branded vehicle, whether it be like uh, the Stone Cold ATV or a beer truck, <laughs> milk truck. If you're a critical fan, um, so great. So she yeah she came out and had that exchange with Oscar. Now I I want we can talk about this next week as far as predictions go, uh, but just to sum that up real quick, Becky and Oscar had a back and forth, and the Iconics came out, kind of fulfilling their role as the female jobbers of yeah. of SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I mean, there's no way that you know Becky was going to lose to either of them. And same thing with 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 Oscar. She like destroyed the other like it was two of them i, I don't know yeah. peyton reed was the peyton one royce peyton and royce Billy peyton, reed, peyton reed directed the movie ant-man <laughs> <laughs> so, so marvel nerd folks yeah so yeah so she beat up the director nerd. of ant-man it was very weird uh no but she um no no, no becky came out and uh oscar came out and they just were trash talking for a little bit mm-hmm. But they're they're both so over. They're both faces, and as Nick said, it reminded me of like, 
you know, when you had, like, the main stars of SmackDown back then, whether it be, you know, John Cena, you know, JBL, or, like, The Rock and Stone Cold, or, um, you know, Edge and Eddie Guerrero, like, right. that, that, like, those are your main characters right. that are carrying your show, and, and you know, I, I think they're relying heavily, you know, at least in this generation on the women, and it's, it's clear. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's we've gotten to the point where it's no longer a question at all about um, can the women hang with the men because we've seen that they can. Um, is there a question of a women's rivalry being able to be the focal point of a show? Absolutely, it can be, and it has been for SmackDown. And, and uh, so whichever way it comes is whichever way it comes and you know fans i think truly appreciate a good product you know a good story no matter where it comes from so um yeah it was really cool that was a really strong opening segment i was really happy with it did you guys see the Rey mysterio and andrade cien almas which now is just no did he break his nine times I broke my knee nine times. <laughs> I, I didn't get a chance to see the actual match, but I heard, um, and from some of the, the articles I was reading this morning, um, that it could have stolen the show at any pay-per-view. Yes, it could have headlined any pay-per-view. It was really legitimately. good. Now, my question is, mm. isn't Andrade a bigger dude than Mysterio? Yeah. Most, most wise, yeah, but yeah. he doesn't. Oh, so. he, he doesn't. He's not like a massive. Uh, I mean, he's not. The, he's not a uh, superior male. <laughs> yeah, another <laughs> inside I mean, joke. I mean, John, let's let's be real. Who is not bigger than Rey Mysterio? Right now, that's what I'm going for. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like he's the 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 the, the runt of the the, the litter, <laughs> and like they put him against, they put him against like one of the average Joes or one of the big or dogs. Well, you know, it. it well, Rey Mysterio had a match with Big Show at one point. Rey Mysterio, part of what made him yeah. so great is that he's been able to have very, very good matches with, with guys of all shapes and sizes. You know, it just adds to yeah, you know, why he's always been so good. But what's amazing about this is that as time goes on, even before his last run with WWE towards the end where people were saying, oh, he's getting old, you know, he can't do the things that he used to do. He's looking like he's breaking down and... Now he comes back and he's having really, really good matches. He had that great match with Orton at uh, TLC, and you know he has you know this great match with Andrade on SmackDown, and and um, not just you know you know he was you know he was doing some really big spots. He did that Hurricane Rana off the apron. You know he was doing the uh, it was the power bomb yeah. flip twice. He did that. You know he was doing a lot of stuff, and you know he looked like Ray of old. I was seeing some flashes of like old school Mysterio, which is really awesome. And Andrade picked up the victory. Uh, I think he's going to go on a tear. Um, I don't know if he'll win the Royal Rumble. I don't think he should at this point. U.S. title in the near future, you think? I think he needs to go for the mid-card belt. What I don't want to see is I don't want to see him getting, you know, pushed to the moon and then have to, you know, go back three years from now. And you could play off of the dynamic of him and Zelina against Rusev and Lana, even though him and Zelina are not really a couple on screen, but you get the idea. I mean, you could, you know, have that. That'll fill up time between now and, you know, now and, and the... 
yeah. and, and mania. And between that, you also have elimination chamber, so you have you know that match can kind of you, know, you can put AJ in that match, you can put Andrade, you can put yeah. Rusev, you can put a bunch of guys that don't have to they don't have to have a specific rivalry at that time, so you can kind of hold some of those yeah. feuds and then start them up at the very you know very end of February into April. exactly speaking of the US title I didn't, I didn't even see Rusev I didn't see Nakamura on the it show was not on the show yeah, yeah. They, they had one video package that mentioned mm, Rusev will be fighting there. Shinsuke at, uh, at the, at the Rumble. Rumble so maybe but... next week they'll just you know throw something in you know so um, and uh, the other uh, big part of Smackdown what else do we have the other the other big part of Smackdown was uh, the Miz and Shane McMahon birthday celebration. Mm-hmm. It was Shane's birthday, and the Miz is okay. Chris, uh, I think we should go to our Miz expert, our Miz birth. <laughs> our Miz, your is he? Is this? What do you think about this? Uh, about this tag team the situation? Best. I feel like it was a joke at first, and now it's and not now a joke. It's, it's not a joke, but like people still think it's a joke. You know what I mean? It's it's odd because I I, I do see Miz using uh, more face tactics now, and he's uh, over. I don't even know if the crowd thinks he's over. I don't know. I have the same but feeling. He's not. I I don't know. I don't know what the fans think about this. I don't um, know. It'll be interesting to see what they. I'm sorry, Nick. I'm, no, no, no. You go ahead. I was I was just agreeing with you, but. When, after you're done, I'll, you just I'll, throw my, I'll throw in my two cents after you're done. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I would be interested to see how they actually look as a tag team, whether or not Shane McMahon actually shows up. Um, I, I would love to see what happens with this. I mean, will this go the route? Like, will, will it just lead to a match at uh, WrestleMania? Because I'm, I'm seeing a lot of, like, the Jericho-Kevin Owens feud from... A year, you know, a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah, you're reminding me that that was probably the most perfect comparison I could think of because as I'm watching this, I mean, I, I've seen for the last couple of weeks, we've, we've seen The Miz and Shane McMahon having this interaction where The Miz is trying to, you know, get Shane McMahon as his partner. And what kind of makes me scratch my head is the fact that at what point are we supposed to establish that the Miz officially turned face? Because as I'm watching this segment last night, I'm just sitting there thinking, when's the Miz going to turn around and, and sock Shane in the face? Like, when's the when's this the, the tease yeah. going to come out? When's the shoe going to drop? Because I mean, it was just. I feel like if they're really turning Miz face, it was just done such in such an awkward way. It's like okay he's a face now it's just it just didn't seem like i i would have thought that for a guy of the miz's stature and his his background and the fact that the last year or so has been so good for him overall i thought that he would get a moment where if his character was going to change it was going to be very significant but they just kind of like, oh well, you know, he's a good guy now, so it's like they're, weird. Yeah, they're putting him on the back burner at this point because I think they rely on him so much. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, WWE is constantly spinning plates, and he's like good. They're like, okay, we don't have to worry about him for like a few months. Let's worry about you know, let's worry about AJ and Brian and you know Rusev. Let's let's get those guys. So like every time you, you know, push someone, 
there's going to be somebody else that's going to kind of stay in their position. And I think yeah. the Miz is feeling that now. Yeah. I mean, where well, was... I oh, gotta... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I gotta say that you guys, I think you guys hit the nail on the head uh, with the uh, idea of the Miz turning on Shane. And uh, I gotta tell you guys that when you said that, I was eating... Uh, my dinner with Sal Papandrea one night. I went to visit him, and he said the same exact thing. He said, hey, bro, that jerk, the Miz, watch. He's going to kick a Shane's ass. You'll see. I tell you, after Royal Rumble, he kicked his ass. So if you guys said that and Sal Papandrea said that, then clearly it's got to happen. You know, I wonder, because, you know, when you say that, I wonder if, I mean, I don't think... I mean, who knows? Maybe they will get the titles, but maybe they'll get the titles at the Rumble, and then Shane will cost them the titles indirectly, and Miz, exactly. will, Miz will say, "You know what? I shouldn't. I should have never believed in you. You're a joke. Uh, you're just the you know the rich kid's son. You'll never change. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not the same person." And he like you know, f- so maybe it's uh, I, I don't know if it's. But I, I feel like you know, when when Shane comes back and people have a you know someone has a match with him, it's supposed to be treated as this big spectacle. But when that spectacle happens every six months, it loses its luster. Right. And it happened after I think I think the last good feud that Shane had was with Kevin Owens, because it involved the whole McMahon family. It literally lasted for the like almost all of 2018, 2017. Mm-hmm. Like it was a good end to that feud to have Owens and Zayn against Shane and Brian. Because you not only did... Well, I think that... Yeah. There you sorry. go. I think, that, I think that the one thing that I've noticed with Shane is that, you know, he's not... He's definitely not a full-time wrestler, right? You know, he's not he's no. not wrestling every single every single night. But he definitely, like uh, in true McMahon fashion, he likes to steal the show and he likes to have his moments. So I think that what they're doing is they're building it up so this becomes a moment, perhaps at WrestleMania. Um, yeah. You know, and he can and he could have a match. You know, just like he had that match last uh, or, or a few years ago. You know, with the Undertaker and 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 you know every. Every so often he does a he does a match and and nothing is going to be uh, different uh, you know this year I think that he probably you know him and the Miz have good chemistry and uh, you know Shane puts on a good show when he wrestles and he probably wants to do it once a year just for a few more years until uh, he gets used to it, until until he gets sick of it you know kind of like his father did you know Vin, Vinnie Mac. Uh, put himself in some of the matches and some of the... Uh, won the Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah. yeah well. With that, that Durag. <laughs> <laughs> Durag was the best part of that Royal Rumble. He wore a Durag, right? Am, am I going insane? Am I making that up? Nope. I don't, I don't, I don't remember it. <laughs> I, I, that's how rumors start. Oh, no, he had, he had the Durag after uh, he got his hair head shaved by our president... <laughs> but I don't know why I, I thought I yeah and he had like the ECW championship or something oh McMahon yeah he had the ECW championship L- listen Vinny the hair is going to stay 
You're gonna shave it. <laughs> it's gonna, it's be, gonna be beautiful. Huge. It's gonna be huge. Gonna build a wall around your hair. <laughs> huge. So out of yeah, that that was pretty it. Pretty much it on on SmackDown. There wasn't really much else to report. I mean, I I, I thought it was a, I thought it was a, a fun episode. They didn't put too much into it. But again, I found it odd to have the Sheamus Miz match as the as the main event of SmackDown when it was a roll up. That was that was the that that's the match that you like wash dishes to or <laughs> like vacuum like oh yeah the, the Mrs. Fight and Sheamus I figured that's the case. It's the week before Royal Rumble. Let me guess next week is going to be Shane and Cesaro. <laughs> Shane and Cesaro officially announced for SmackDown. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's. I guess we should we should move on to another little quick conversation about the women's tag titles. I know John mentioned it before, but uh, I like to continue mentioning. Okay, let's continue. Yes, they, mentioning. they were unveiled oh, during uh, the Chris, a moment of bliss. Oh, actually, we can talk about it here. Let's talk about it here. Women's. Why? Oh, <laughs> I want to bring I want to bring up the Mandy Rose uh, debacle from Tuesday oh, with night the, with, with the Uso with with one half of the Uso uh, twins and one of the like most ridiculous segments uh, of all time. segments of all time <laughs> the affair segment I don't, yeah I mean this has been done now like three times within the last two years is it almost as bad as if I remember correctly there was a segment with Dolph Ziggler. Doing the, almost the same thing around a Christmas tree. Do you remember, do you guys remember this? What was it, Ziggler, or was it the, yeah. or was it the Miz? I, I, it was somebody in it with a Christmas yeah. tree and. The, do, do you guys don't remember? I, this I, don't, I gotta look this up. I, I mean, don't remember it. You looked it up. <laughs> it was something on Skinamax. I think John's looking for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sure, it was it Lord of the G String? I think instead of Ziggler, you, maybe John. I think John might be thinking of Evan Stone. Big fan, big fan of the podcast. Big fan of the pod. Uh, you know, basically, uh, Mandy Rose's plan to to uh, to attack Naomi. Uh, she wants to ruin her life, or she wants to uh, she wants to make things uh, tough for Naomi, or call, yeah. create a distraction. Yeah, she wanted to create a distraction for Naomi. So her first go to was breaking up her marriage with Jimmy Uso. That is, that's like going after a fly with like a bazooka. Like you, you there's other steps before you use a, like a bazooka to kill a fly. Yeah. You don't need to <laughs> uh, ruin someone's marriage in order to get over on them. Yeah. So that was kind of, kind of ridiculous. But at the, at the same time, Jimmy, Jimmy Uso, I, so he was in a hotel room with Mandy. So Mandy Rose basically gave Jimmy Uso the keys to her, uh, uh, hotel room and Jimmy went and, in and he went and he and he went he went and, and, I'm at, like, I'm, yeah he, he went um, he's not Chris he is a furthest thing from an idiot just FYI he is <laughs> the furthest thing he's probably the smartest person on Smackdown are you, are you saying that if Mandy Rose gave you that key Andrew you would have gone depending on who listens to this podcast uh, potentially <laughs> Potential. 100%, yes. <laughs> I, well, I mean, you know, uh, 
listen, I would, I would, I would give, I think I would quit my job and live the rest of my life on the streets if I could have 20 minutes in a room. Uh, you know what? Let's be real. 30 seconds in a room with Mandy Rose. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it led to an atta- a sneak attack by Naomi, and uh, Mandy got her comeuppance. But speaking of Mandy Rhodes, well, Mandy Rose, not Cody Rhodes. Um, before we jump over to that, um, I can't find this. Maybe I am nuts, but if somebody that uh, listening re- you remembers remembers or knows of what the hell I'm talking about, please message <laughs> us. Confirm my sanity. Please mess- save John. Those messages are flooding in now as we speak. For twenty, for, for twenty hey, cents a day, please. for twenty cents a day, you can help John. <laughs> or, or, or maybe the Zach Ryder. I, I don't remember. Somebody. It's less than a cup of coffee. Oh, you know what? It's just speaking of this is John. He doesn't have a pair of shoes. Danny, you were saying speaking of Mandy Rose. Sorry, Danny. Danny, go what, ahead. What happened? Oh, what? I, well, I was saying speaking of Mandy Rose, right? Apparently, uh, Ping heard us talking about her one day, and she's like, who the hell is Mandy Rose, girl? So she looked up Mandy Rose, and she said, wow, she got a nice butt. Yes, you do. Hey, listen, I didn't say it. You did. I think that's how we all feel. But speaking of Mandy Rose, and speaking of, you know, the women's tag division, well, John is currently uh, on the hunt to find this... uh, segment from a Raw or a SmackDown that involves that doesn't in, exist that involves infidelity and Dolph Ziggler wait wait wait, 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 wait. <laughs> uh, and a Christmas tree uh, maybe just, a Christmas tree, j- just search infidelity Christmas and I'm sure you'll find some <laughs> interesting things on there oh, I'm sure you will find some Ashley Madison posts <laughs> this, Boom. AJ Lee and Dolph Ziggler kissing under the mistletoe okay <laughs> From uh, December fourth, so, uh, December twenty fourth, twenty twelve. Oh, oh man. So, so uh, the women's tag division. Um, so this is likely coming. This is going to be debuting in at, at the elimination chamber. I see it. John is pulling it up on. Uh, yeah, three teams Vimeo. from Raw, three teams from SmackDown. I guess they're all going to be converging on one another. So it'll be, yeah, three teams from Raw, three teams from SmackDown. The winner will get the uh, women's tag team belts. So are, 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 we, are, are we assuming that they are sh- sharing the belt between both Raw and SmackDown? I mean, I would imagine. That, that's what it sounds like. And yeah, because there's only wanna, one set of titles, yeah. Well, also, Raw already has a pretty well-set-up women's tag division. Well, we have... And SmackDown, I feel, only has like one or two tag teams that are... Already, you know, established. If, right. Yeah, it, it's tough because if you take outside of three tag teams for each of those shows, you're kind of just, you know, grabbing, you know, uh, any random straws. Yeah. yeah right. Grabbing the straws and just putting randos together. I mean, like, on Raw, who do you realistically? I mean, so you have Sasha and Bailey as one team. Then you have the Nia. riot. The riot squad could, could play the free bird rule because there's three of them. And you have Nia and uh, Tamina. Tamina. So those right. are your three teams from Raw. Now yeah. on SmackDown, you have the Iconics. Uh, drawing uh, a blank with SmackDown. I think yeah. Mandy Rose. You'll have Mandy her, and Sonya. Sonya Deville. Yeah, right. Mandy and Sonya. 
I, I think Zelina That's Vega two. would make a good tag partner for somebody. Yeah, but who would be the third team now is the question because Asuka and Becky are occupied. Um, Naomi it? and somebody we're forgetting about. Someone that that's coming up on uh, on the uh, from NXT. Maybe Naomi and Nikki Cross. I don't know. Nikki Cross, and then there's another one that dresses like a flapper. I would actually. Oh, um, Lacey Evans. Sure. Yeah. Who knows? The, the naughty flapper girl. Yeah. That's some family. Um, yeah. Well, the, well, that would be uh, if the if Aiden English were uh, Simon Crotch. I mean, Seven Gosh was uh, still here. <laughs> I could, they were, they were very well. I could see Lana and Naomi being yes. a team because I know they, that, had, that, they had that yeah. feud where like, You're right. they had the dance You're right. off, but they like respected each other afterwards because yeah. Lana actually danced <laughs> well. Re- re- respect. Respect. She attacked. She respect. And she the best. <laughs> Let me tell you what they got to get for the, for the ladies. Oh, God. We need, some, uh, we need some managers now for the female tag team. I thought you were going to go, we need a lingerie batch. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's interesting to think, you no, know, no. maybe we'll get to a point where women's wrestlers start to get managers. Yeah, man, where women's wrestlers get managers, they get like a Bobby the Brain Heenan type manager, or even a Mr. Fuji, remember Mr. Fuji? Of course. Choppy Buckets choppy. of salt. <laughs> well, choppy, Dan- choppy. <laughs> Danny, did you hear that, I think in, the, in this Elimination Chamber match, uh, between all the women... There will be a special guest yeah. referee, known as Val Venus. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if that really happens, my it's... father might have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be him in disguise because you know he really he legally can't be there. Um, him so, or the Godfather or something. <laughs> so who do we? I guess if we were to have you know the 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 tag belts go from either Raw or SmackDown. You know, we haven't seen a belt float between between two, you know, mm-hmm. shows in a long time. Almost like over fifteen. I guess it would be over like, like fifteen years, roughly. You know, because last time I did, they did that. It was it the was, undisputed championship yeah. was. They definitely floated for the first couple of years, but so then oh, wasn't the, there the, the, the tag titles? Weren't they? The I I could have swore there was another title yeah. that. Had the the holder bounce between two shows, and I can't maybe, maybe into, really maybe into remember. Maybe one of the heavyweight titles at one yeah, point. But it, to me, that just doesn't work from a storytelling perspective because if yeah. I'm if I'm on SmackDown, like let's just say I'm, let's say I, I want to go for the IC belt, right, and I'm on Raw. Yeah, I want to go for that belt, but if that champion can go from show to show, right. What if they're feuding with someone on SmackDown? I'm on Raw, so am I stuck on Raw, like feuding for nothing? What I think they might do is they might have blocks of time where whoever's holding the tag titles will actually stay in one place for a couple of months, work through the feud, and then maybe if they retain, they'll maybe jump to the other show. I mean, they they probably would do that instead of bouncing back and forth because if they did that every week, then you're right. There would be no continuity to any kind of storyline. There would just be random matches, and they would just lose their value completely. So that's what I think. I mean, just in in terms of the the tag team division being so small, wouldn't you just have them work double time? Like, could could they be on both shows and just have... Mm you know continuous feud between all the teams there's only five teams 
Yeah, I mean, that's what I was thinking because they're all very small. Uh, you know, it's not like the largest uh, uh, tag team division out there. So there's, you're right, like five, six teams. But uh, I, I say screw it with all the belts. I think every belt should be like the hardcore belt where you, you have to defend it 24 7 no matter what. In backstage segments, right? That's right. All that <laughs> it make it makes me wonder actually if depending on how this turns out, if if depending on how this women's tag title situation turns out, I would wonder if they would look at this and say, you know what, if this works out really good, if they have one team of women's tag champions working between both shows and seeing how that generates interest in the tag division. They're going to combine the men's. What if they do that? Yeah. And, you know, because that would definitely take away from the monotony that's plagued the tag division on both Raw and well, SmackDown for so the, long. The, the only the only, the only, only thing I'm seeing that may not work with that is I just happened to look at the, the rosters for Raw and SmackDown's women's divisions. Mm-hmm. The For Raw, there's only 14 women and SmackDown yeah. is 11 women. So... So some of the call-ups, I guess, will right. balance it out. Yeah, but like as far as but, as far as the men's tag titles are concerned, what if that just cause a lot of confusion? Could you I know because I feel like there's also quite a few tag like men's tag uh, tag teams. You know? Yeah. Right. And it would be tough to generate interest with all of those teams keeping right. all of those teams on the roster. Well, right. And that's it. Well, think of think of the tag teams on Raw. Like the men's tag teams on Raw. Who can you think of? Just name the top. Top three in your I mean, opinion. I think of AOP. Revival, The Bar, AOP, top, New top Day. Or, or top three now? No, no, I'm just saying right in, now. in general. It's like you can't really name. like uh, The Bar? <laughs> the Bar's like, on SmackDown. Uh, you got the Usos yeah. on SmackDown. Um, you have The Bar, Usos, New Day. Uh, uh, Jack Abel and uh, Rude. Well, Is they're it? on yeah, Raw. Yeah. Like, AOP's on Raw, Revival's on Raw, B-Team's on Raw. But, uh, but yeah, each show has three or four teams that um, you could probably name. So, I mean, even on the men's side of things, it's... it's things are still pretty know, thin. You know, pretty thin, yeah. And when you think about the Attitude Era, when the tag team division was so hot, you had the Hardys, you had Edge and Christian, you had eventually the Dudleys, and you had the New Age Outlaws. Those were like the four big teams, and you had two cool sneak in. So it was always it was always maybe a number of five or six to be safe. You know, you know APA. You know, it's true. Right to censor. You know what? uh, (laughs) We can we talk about this talk about this on another show. This is more. It's actually it's completely. Yeah, I'll I'll bring this up in another time. Uh, well, you brought it up now. Why, 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 just bring no, it up. It's not an interesting topic. Um, No, it is. It's just the tag division. Very interesting. Not even in regards to the tag belts, uh, but you know, you know how we have you know legends that come in and out. We have Lesnar, Goldberg, Sting. Will you know make an appearance? Yeah. What if we had a title just for legends? Legends, like a legends title. <laughs> It'll be like saying, "Yeah, you're an old bastard." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hold this. You win this once. You wrestle. You have to wrestle once at WrestleMania. Every year. Yeah, you bring back the, the winged eagle belt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so so now, it, since since we came up with a couple of women's tag teams, could we come up any, with any fun names for them? I, I just want to just want to see what you guys what you guys have. Any I'll probably have us. to get back to you on those. <laughs> if we do, God. ooh, oh, I have a good one for Naomi and Lana. What if we call it like? Dance, dance, evolution. 
instead of Dance Dance Revolution. You know, like yeah, both okay. dancers. That's pretty cool. I like that. Got it. Got it. Okay, what, what about <laughs> what about if Brie Bella came back and tagged with Nia Jax? Jax Daniels. Because it, it'd, say... it'd be a play on <laughs> Daniel Bryan. Go. Good effort. <laughs> I was going to no say uh, uh, the the Botchettes or something. <laughs> Bricky, you face. <laughs> no, that'd be, that'd be if there were two Italian female wrestlers. <laughs> About Mandy Rose and uh, Sonya Deville. Rosebuds? No, they already did that. Oh. With, uh... <laughs> Don't be a lemon, be a rosebud or a java. <laughs> yeah. Well, it should be interesting to uh, watch it unfold. Who do you think is going to be the first ever women's tag team champions? Ooh, good question. I'll, I know who it'll be. It'll be Sit Mandy and no. Sonia. No, I don't think so. I, I think it's going to be a team from Raw, definitely. I think it's going to be... Sasha and Bailey, because they both are in need of a, they mm-hmm. they need uh, a a title around their waist, like to be relevant. Like yeah yeah, uh, like the I, I'm gonna agree with that. Water. Yeah, like, because it's the Ronda show right now, and everybody else is underneath her, you know. So it's SmackDown is Becky's show, you know. There's really no yeah way to come up for air. That's true. Oh, Danny, you're still there. Good to know. <laughs> so, uh, if you well, guys... I, 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 I agree with, with everything that you guys are saying, so I really don't have uh, much of an opinion on it. Well, okay. I think our fans should let us know what they think. Yeah. And don't forget to vote. So, let us know how you feel about the uh, women's tag division. If you guys have any ideas for who possibly could tag up to each other, tag up with each other, reach out to us on Twitter. At Empty Arena Show. Check us out on Instagram. Uh, like us on Facebook. And don't forget to review us on you know in the Apple Store. You know you guys don't understand how much that helps. You know you could even just put throw five stars and say it was the greatest thing I ever listened to. <laughs> the, you could also say the production quality is fantastic. Because you know second to none. Second to none. It's like the old Fiberama commercials. <laughs> You'll be pleased. Dad, tell him how our windows are second to none. Yo, and our quality craftsmanship are second to none. Uh, yo, Dad, this is good stuff. Take a sledgehammer. You can break anything with this thing. If you could break the awning, you get a free awning. And the awning that you get is the broken awning. For anybody outside of Brooklyn or Staten Island... Go on YouTube and look up Fiberama commercials. Fiberama. It, it, you it, will it's be the, the, the lowest quality local commercial you could think of. It, it's fantastic. <laughs> you will be pleased. Um, so, again, you know, li- listen to us, like us, share us. Uh, you know, go tell your grandma that, uh, you know, that she, she could join the tag team division now. Uh, yeah, open everybody. <laughs> so, um, again, please. Share us and like Please, us. we're begging. Please, you. We're begging. <laughs> Throw us five bucks here and there. You, you know, the, the, the five dollars goes a long way. Uh, and I think we are wrapping up for the uh, the evening. We will All right. Yeah. Next, we'll week, out, next week. Next week we'll talk Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble, baby. Woo-hoo.